Eight years and four months ago, April 5th, 2009, it seems like yesterday to me, and yet on the other hand, time is such a funny thing, it seems like a hundred years ago. April 5th, 2009, Grace Point Church took up residence here at what some call 1213 Country Road and some call 522 Franklin Road. When I wanted to be quaint, I said we were on Country Road. When I wanted to be fancy, I said we were on Franklin Road. And to people in Williamson County, it matters. That was not an aspersion, by the way, but Franklin Road's always been a meaningful place around here. We took up residence here on Country Road and a country home, or rather, a country road took us home to a place where we belonged. And it wasn't West Virginia, it was right here in Franklin, Tennessee. A country road took us to a place where we belonged for a season. The church, when we moved to this location, was less than five years old. Most of you do not remember that church. You couldn't remember that church because you weren't here then. It was a church that had been meeting since August of 2003, first for three months in my living room, and then for the space of five years and eight months at Lipscomb Elementary on the corner of Concord Road and 65. The year leading up to moving into the space here our average attendance at Lipscomb Elementary was about 450 people. Over six years there, we had set up church every Saturday and torn down church every Sunday. We estimated, and I think my hands were on every one of them, we estimated that in that six-year period, we set up and tore down 130,000 chairs, metal chairs, folding chairs, moved them in and moved them out. The church was a church of 12 to 1,500 members. And I must say, of that group of people who called themselves Grace Point at that time, it was a Herculean effort for them. In five and a half years, they bought a 20-plus acre campus, built a 12,000-square-foot building in the heart of Williamson County. They put a million to two million dollars of hard-earned cash and if the thought is that it was a bunch of rich people back then with deep pockets, that's not true. It was very similar to this group. There were a few more deep pockets, but there were hundreds of people who gave sacrificially and graciously. They, on top of their regular offerings, accumulated a million to two million dollars of sacrificial money, put it into this project, and we financed another 6.2 million. The sacrifice for many of them was enormous. We moved in in 2009, and from 2009 to 2012, the church did what we thought it would do. It grew, reaching an average attendance of seven to 800. We almost doubled in that space of time. Our membership grew to 22 to 2,500 members. And then in the summer of 2012, we began another type of growth. We began the momentous discussion of full inclusion for our LGBTQ plus siblings. In January 2015, less than two and a half years later, we made the decision that to offer these, our siblings, anything less than the fullest rights and privileges of both membership and leadership would be the actual sin, not their lives and not their identity. We came to a point where we realized that if people like 
many of you in this room could not serve uh, in this congregation, there were some of us that did not want to go on. Inclusion was made and the shot was literally heard around the world and the echo is even now growing. Just because I'm a part of you, people like Christian Talks come through and they do videos. I don't know if you've seen the video that's right now on Facebook. One of those videos, myself and five other pastors, is over two million views. The latest video, just a minute and a half of me uh, casting my support for the trans community and just simply talking about who Grace Point is, that video is almost at 200,000 views in just a few days. The night before last, a young woman from Utah, I believe it was, um, I've received dozens if not hundreds of messages in response to these videos, but just two nights ago a young woman literally messaged me on Facebook real time and said, I am holding the tools for suicide. I'm a young trans woman, my life is over, and your face popped up on the screen and I clicked the sound and I heard what you had to say and I'm putting the tools down. And it happens over and over and over and over. A pastor from England that leads a Pentecostal movement there, planting churches, messaged me just a couple of days ago and said after 30 years of planting dozens of churches there, it is now within his heart because he's been watching our services for the last couple of years thinking these same thoughts. He said, Drew, it's in his heart now to find the courage to leave that and to go plant a church like Grace Point in England. These testimonies happen over and over and over and over again. Since the inclusion statement, Grace Point has spent the last two and a half years exploring, discovering, and describing what it means to be a progressive Christian church, not simply an inclusive church. As people of faith, it is very common for those raised in religious systems to move through stages of faith, as James Fowler refers to them. On the psychology side of things, it would be people like Piaget and Erickson that talk about the stages of life. Fowler appropriated that for faith. And it's very true because most of us have experienced after being raised in church that we came, we came to life with an inherited faith, a naively constructed faith that was imposed upon us. We moved out of inherited faith, many of us, and this is what brought us to Grace Point, into a questioned faith. We call this the period of deconstruction. Deconstruction ultimately yields to not reconstruction because you're not putting Humpty Dumpty back together often, but deconstruction and a questioning faith often leads to a personalizing faith or what I call new and mature construction. And then ultimately the goal of all of this is knowing that we'll always be reconstructing to move into a habitation and actually live with yourself and a group of people living out a faith, a faith that you hold and believe in dear. For Grace Point's first decade to 12 years, we made it our mission to be a safe place for people to question their faith. This church, while it was building a congregation, while it was building a staff, while it was building a leadership, while it was growing to over a thousand people, while it was building an eight million dollar campus, this church primarily in the midst of all of that had as its mission, Tanner, you remember, we were a deconstruction zone. 
you couldn't pull together three or four people in the room that actually knew what they believed. We were a bunch of evangelicals and Catholics and Orthodox folk who gathered knowing absolutely what we didn't believe and who we weren't, but absolutely bereft of a secure faith, a foundational faith, an understanding of who we were and what we believed. After the inclusion statement, we have spent the last two to three years shifting the primary focus and ministry of our church from being a deconstruction zone. While we will always be a place safe for those who are deconstructing, we have shifted the last two to three years from figuring out what we don't believe to actually figuring out what we do believe as a church. And it has been a wonderful season. And again, while we'll always be a safe place for deconstructing Christians, those coming from traditional backgrounds whose faith is in serious question, as a leadership and as a mission, we literally have come to a place where we have achieved a degree, if achieve is the right word, we have achieved a degree, a measure of new construction, ongoing for sure, but more solid and stable in terms of theological identity than ever before. Grace Point is a progressive Christian church. We are unashamedly Christian and we are unapologetically interfaith, and the latter is caused by the former. Grace Point is a progressive Christian church. We are unashamedly Christian and we are unapologetically interfaith and the latter is caused by the former. Our inherited faith of naive construction has been deconstructed through years of questions. And from the remnants of that faith in those first years, we have reconstructed a personalized and mature faith that feels like our own. And in the last eight years, Heightened in the last two to three years, Country Road has indeed taken us home to a place we belong. This campus on Country Road has never been our permanent home. No more than mortar and bricks can be yours. But it has been a wonderful house. It has been a wonderful habitation. And in this habitation we have found a home. And that home is inside and that home is amongst. That home is a matrix of complex but beautiful relationships between all of us. The last eight years we have learned here who we are and what Grace Point is. Interestingly, perhaps even ironically, as we have come to ourselves and our personalized faith and a real clarity of mission here, as we have come to this constructed faith, it is interesting that as we are moving into our home, ideologically and theologically, simultaneously, we are finding that Country Road will have served its purpose. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 says, I was looking at it this morning, therefore we do not lose heart, even though the outward perishes the inner is renewed. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So we have learned not to look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And this has been a lovely temporary sighting 
But in this place the last eight years, some eternal and invisible things have happened. From the Mitchell House over in Autumn Oaks off of Nolensville Road to Lipscomb Elementary to Country Road, like rented rooms, apartments, and first houses, Grace Point Church has moved and now moves again. Each house and each move has brought us closer to the home that God has called us to be. I got here early this morning because I knew I had to get a hold of my emotions. This place means a lot to a lot of us. I've raised my children here, Nina and Stan and I have buried a beloved cat here. We will continue to come back to this place for a long time and visit Bear and our memories here. But as families move and parents often find their children, take their children to different places, we have to remind ourselves in this new place that though the scenery has changed, Tanya, it's still us who are here. Still us. And so, before we leave this house and this property, before we take our clearer vision, before we take this new and refined construction of our faith, and we move to a place literally not just of deconstruction and reconstruction, but literally of habitation. As we take this habitation seven to eight miles up Franklin Road, thank God we're still on Franklin Road. Before we do this, we have a bit of soul work to do here. For each of you, the amount and intensity of the work, the intensity of the work that we're about to do will vary greatly based on proportionally how long you've been here, how much you've invested here, and how much this place has your heart. For some, this work will be easy. For my kids, it'll be a little harder. For Tommy Bell, it'll be a little harder. For a first-time visitor, this shouldn't be so tough. But it should be beautiful for all. We have a final work to do here. And to do that work, I just want to take a few minutes to reflect, to thank, to bless, to release, and to open. And to do that, I'm going to ask you to step outside of what for some of you will be a comfort zone. For many of you, it will feel right. But to do what we've been doing, Steve and Barbara, for 14 years, every now and then at the right time, we just come up around what we used to call the altar. And we stand together, shoulder to shoulder, within touching distance. So if you would give me this last five to eight minutes of service by coming forward and standing as tight in here as you possibly can, I would appreciate it. Let's join together now. Those up front, move in as tight as you can because the folk in the back will... Thank you for doing this. Some of you are already holding hands. That looks good. I remember when my... Uncle Gene, who was a pretty rough character, came to church finally and gave his heart to the Lord. I remember his stepson, my cousin Mike, who had often 
Lee endured the ire of his stepfather. I remember Mike a couple of weeks after Gene gave his heart to the Lord. My cousin Mike, just a young teenage boy, he stood up and he said, I just want to thank God. He called him dad. He said, I want to thank God for dad's decision. He said, you know, the first 13 or 14 years of my life, I lived in a house. But he said, the last couple of weeks, it's felt like a home. See, houses are made up of brick and mortar and concrete and shingles and glass. But this is home. This is, this is what you do when you take your kids and you put them in that new bedroom and that living room that they've never been in. You sit at the dining room table. You look at them and you say, I know all of this is different. But we're here. And next week, you know what we're going to do up there? We're going to sing a little. We're going to take communion. And then we're going to come up front. And we're going to look around and say, doesn't look a whole lot different. The bread tasted the same. The grape juice might morph into wine by next week. Sorry, we had to... We had some... We're on a budget around here. We had some leftover grape juice and we said, let's just go ahead and do grape juice. Jesus doesn't care. But it might be Mogan David next week, so. <laughs> Reflecting. Close your eyes. Draw a deep breath together. Numa Hagion, Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Breath of God. Let's breathe again one more time together. Oh, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Now let's spend a few moments, maybe 30, 45 seconds, collecting memories from our time here. Like drawing embers from a fire that is going out. Let's hold these embers and let them warm us. A few seconds now for your thoughts and memories. naturally in the flow of spirit with our eyes still closed and our hearts fixed on memories of campfires and kitty burials and baby dedications we move to a moment of thanking a moment of gratitude the Lord giveth the Lord taketh away I never liked that verse, but I understand it today. Maybe I don't understand it, but I trust it. We move from reflecting, as the old French proverb wisely states, gratitude is the heart's memory. Now let us hold and let us lift these memories with gratitude. Let us thank God for all that has been given here. As we have been taught by the Book of Common Prayer, I will name something for which we were thankful, and at the end of that one or two words, I would like you as a congregation to simply say, we thank you.
Let's try it now. We are grateful for all of the baptisms. We thank you. The baby dedications. For the many prayers. For the songs. The messages. The communions. For our Christmases. For our Easter's. For our ordinary time. For the service projects. The cleanup days. The tears. The laughter. The gifts. The breakfasts with Santa. The youth trips. The homeless shelter. The flood relief. The retreats, the fun, the weddings, the celebrations of life. We lift our hearts with gratitude. And now with our eyes wide open and our hearts extended, we bless this place that has blessed us. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. We as a congregation on this property today acknowledge that we are pilgrims, we are sojourners, we are people who pass through. We acknowledge that we all of us occupy a season or a space for a season. We acknowledge to God as we bless this place for the next church or whoever comes here, we bless this place that their, may, their prayers may be as rich, their songs might be as full, and that lives will be just as changed. We bless this place. We bless this place in which we have temporarily dwelt knowing that God has infinitely dwelt here. We have been renters here, though our mortgage has not indicated it. <laughs> we acknowledge as we bless this place that we have lived and we have worked and we have loved and we have died here. And we are not the first. For hundreds and thousands of years before us, people have been loving living and dying here. We acknowledge that they have been here before us and we acknowledge that this will be true after us. We acknowledge with Saint Francis, a patron saint for us animal lovers, we acknowledge that for the foxes and bobcats and squirrels who have never known why we move their trees, why we remove their stream, we acknowledge to the possums and the skunks that have lived on this property before us and after us. We acknowledge that we have uprooted their dens and to them and to this earth all the money we paid back to Williamson County for the hundreds of trees we took down we say the Hawaiian prayer. We are sorry. Please forgive us. We love you. Thank you. We have work to do on this place. 
For those who will dwell here after us, we bless this space for their purposes, not ours. We bless this land for the gift it has been, the space in which it has allowed love to grow, a vision to clarify, and a home to be built, actually now we know in our hearts. We bless you. 522 Franklin Road, 1213 Country Road. May every good gift be yours. May you be fertile soil for the next good crop and purpose planted here. You have been fine soil for us. Our, our hearts have been healed. Our souls have grown. Thank you. Lindsley actually wrote this prayer for me because it was too much for me. But I pray this prayer over you, and I pray this prayer for all of us into this earth. Bless this space, O oh God. Thank you for giving us a safe place. Thank you for giving us a place to transform and grow. Thank you for holding us through transition, heartache, disappointment, joy, laughter, life, and death. Thank you for the story that has been written here on our hearts and on the hearts of this community and on the hearts of those around this world. We hold that story and yet we let go of the story and the vision we had for this land. I personally let go of thinking that I would retire here. I let go of thinking that there would be a sanctuary out front. I let go of a gymnasium over there and we know that all is exactly as it should be knowing now it has been enough it has been enough for us we allow a new vision and story to unfold and we stand here grateful, more than sad, hopeful, more than teary, that those that came before us to prepare this land were blessed here as well. And now we bless those that will come after us. May they honor the land and fulfill their purpose here. May all that dwell and inhabit this land be blessed. We now release. Would you hold your hands out? We now release and cut any negative soul ties, any attachments, demands that we have connected to this land and building. Our hearts are open to gratitude, not closed to regret. Our hearts are open to release, not closed to cling. Our hands are open and our hearts are open, oh God, to this land. Debts are released. This is Jubilee. All things are new. The remnants of all old crops called Grace Point will be plowed under now. And the soil will be made more vibrant by that which is plowed under, freshly turned and ready for its new seed. And we know that in every ending is a new beginning. And again to this space, we bless you. And for any wrong, we are sorry. Please forgive us. We love you. Thank you. With peace 
and forgiveness, we now release this land and we move on as it releases us. With our hands to our heart, we take memories into our cupped hands. And as we hold our cupped hands before us now, hold them with me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name of all things good, we release these things now. They are not only ours, they belong to the universe, they belong to God, to those who will come after us. Before we move out onto the lawn for the final opening, which will take just a couple of minutes, Matt, would you lead us first with keyboard and then turn the music off? And I want us to sing that beautiful hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, as a choir. And if we've ever raised the rafters of this place, let's make it sound like what it sounds like when that crazy air condition comes on. <laughs> Lead us, man. Tommy, Stephen Barber, would you bring Tommy through here? I want you, Stephen Barber, would y'all lead her out? And I want everybody else to follow them out, but I want you to go first. Go right now. <laughs> she's been here from the beginning. For those of you that are new that don't know, she and her husband, Billy, are staples here. They've been pillars here little tree out here with the cardinal emblem that's a memorial to Billy that we lost a little while ago now as they head out don't anybody go to your car we got three more minutes out here on the opening soil I want us to put our feet on the grass so let's follow them out now everybody let's go to the soil sing some more while we go great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness Oh 
feed her on gratitude. Sun, moon, and stars in their course. even now untangle some roots and so we bless the life and the blood and the sweat and the tears that have been poured into this place may this soil may it grant a great harvest to those who come behind and may the birds whose trees we've stolen. Yeah. <laughs> and made a little mama fox down there whose den we took and her baby scattered. May the near extinct salamander that we had to pay an extra $80,000. <laughs> May this earth be blessed. May no child ever be hungry here because this land will be here when our nation isn't because nations rise and fall. People are hungry and then people are full. May no child ever be abused. May no person ever be repressed. May this land be blessed. And I would encourage you as we leave here, if you want to come by and take a piece of this bread that has been us, 
take a piece and plant it somewhere on this property. And let's bless this place in Jesus' name by the blood and body of us all. Can you say amen? Amen. One more time with our hands open. I think God, this property, Richard Johnson and Dave Schwab that lie on the earth today who piece this together. The nice people up front who didn't want to sell their property but they wanted the church to be here. We paid them and then they sent us the tithe on the money. To the old fellow over there that couldn't stand us being here but finally softened. <laughs> to this property, to this place, and to God most of all, we take these open hands and we offer a standing ovation. And now with our hearts clean and the strings cut on our end, our hearts now open and ready, we leave this place clean, a whole people, a family that's moving to another house. Thank God for this home called Grace Point. Can you say amen? Amen. Now the best thing we can do before we go to our cars is hug as many necks as we possibly can. <laughs> and I won't see you next Sunday, but I will see you Saturday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> God bless you. Go and